For the week of February 1st, 2017, this is the Washington State Indivisible Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stephen Cox. On the show this week, we will start by talking about the purpose of this podcast, and then we will talk with Chris Petzold, who is the creator of the Indivisible Group for Washington's 8th District, which is my home district. And then we will have our weekly call to action. So why this show? Well, First and foremost, as the name suggests, this is a show for and about the Indivisible movement here in Washington state. Our aim is to reach out and talk with the many people involved in the now actually hundreds of Indivisible affiliated groups that have sprung up in the wake of the election about their specific goals uh, and about the particulars of the politics and the challenges facing them in their home congressional districts. Now, in future episodes, we will start each show by running down national political news stories with an eye on how they affect us here in the state. But for this, our inaugural show, I thought I would quickly just run down the roots and origins of the Indivisible movement. I am guessing that most everybody listening is probably already familiar, but in case you are not, the Indivisible Guide is a handbook. It's a, it's a Google Doc, actually, written by former congressional staffers all about how the Tea Party remember them, about how they successfully used citizen activism to disrupt American politics during the Obama years and, I think one can fairly argue, created the environment that has led to the political situation that we are currently in. More hopefully, the guide details how we on the left can use what much of the Tea Party did as a blueprint to take our country back. Speaking personally, I have been incredibly inspired by just how quickly these groups have sprung up since the beginning of the Trump administration, two words that I still just have trouble saying, but there they are. Uh, I, I really have, though, been very inspired by how people have organized, how they have mobilized, how they have turned talk into action. And at the end of the day, that's really what this show is about facilitating action through communication, through information, whatever it takes to bring about change. Now, I am sure because I have done my share of radio shows and podcasts that the specifics will shift as we go along uh, because I will be hearing from you about what you would like the podcast to be and about how it can serve you better. And like I said, that is really at the end of the day what the podcast is all about. And so I will say this often. I want to hear from you. Here is the email address for questions, comments, ideas, feedback, all that good stuff. WashingtonIndivisiblePod at gmail.com. Again, it's WashingtonIndivisiblePod at gmail.com. Don't worry if you didn't get that. I will repeat it at the end of the show as well. Our very first guest is Chris Petzold, and that is for a good reason. Chris is the creator of the Indivisible Group for Washington's 8th District, which happens to be the district that I live in. I started our chat by asking her if she had any previous involvement in politics or activism before founding the group. Uh, not at all. I was, uh, Politics for me was sort of other than voting and contributing to um you know, charities that I support and campaigns, you know, political campaigns that I support. Other than that, I really uh, followed politics kind of like it was a sport. Um, and I was very interested in it and I understood what was going on. 
but I never, I never did anything in politics before, not ever. Yeah, so it, all of a sudden the sport became uh, one that I think we all got drafted into. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what made you then decide to take the leap and form your own indivisible group? Uh, so, you know, after the election, uh, I think we all just were in a state of shock first. And uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Not to diminish uh, the actual stages of grief, you know, when you lose a loved one. It was a lot like that. In fact, I've read a lot of comparisons to uh, the Kubler-Ross stages of grief and people were going through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so whatever the stages stages where you decide you want to do something, um, that's kind of where I was. I hit that simultaneously to uh, listening to Rachel Maddow on her show and the Indivisible Guide uh, folks being on there. And I decided like before the show was even over that I was going to do this. Yeah, it's really been an uptick in citizen activism, and it's been, like I said, one of those things where people are just like, I can't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is too important, and yeah, we got to take action. So um, I know what the objectives are of our group because I am a member. Uh, it is my home district, Washington 8th. Go fight an 8th. Um, but for uh, people listening outside of the district, um, explain a little bit what what are the specific ob- objectives of our indivisible group? Yes, so we we are utilizing the indivisible guide uh, tactics um, to block Trump's agenda, uh, and we're doing that by influencing our members of Congress in in our in our state in our district. Right. And in, in our case, uh, well, obviously, everybody in Washington, we all have the same two senators. Uh, but in our district, uh, it is Dave Reichert. Um, and uh, Dave Reichert is a Republican. And so it makes this district, I think, uh, a little more, I guess, interesting would be one way to put it than, say, people who have, you know, districts where they have a liberal Democrat uh, in, in office. We have somebody I think with whom we don't always see eye to eye. So what are what are some of the tactics or I guess strategies would be a better word that uh, that we're we're discussing and rolling out? Uh, yeah, it's hard to kind of corral the strategies and tactics because there's the passion. There's so many uh, great ideas. Yeah. Uh, but the things that we've been doing to date are contacting our member of Congress, Dave Reichert, as you mentioned, um, trying to get in touch with him at his office by phone. Um, And we have a lot of folks in our group that have never called their congressperson or their before. So this has been a really interesting learning journey um, in civics and in talk to the people who represent you uh, as we move along. Uh, But so we're we're calling a lot and we're we're calling about specific things um and we're at we're basically letting dave reichert know that we're we're watching and we're we're communicating what our views are and asking him to represent them represent us uh, is what we're doing so that's one of the tactics 
Yeah, and it's interesting because in in his case, and they mention this in the Indivisible Guide, one of the things that they recommend doing is going to meet your uh, congressperson face-to-face. There's sort of a hierarchy that they lay out. And anybody listening to the show right now, this is going to be probably just retread uh, for you. But they say, you know, meeting face-to-face is the most important thing you can do, followed by a phone call is the second most important thing, and then on down would be a letter in the case yeah. of uh, our congressman uh, he does not do town hall meetings and right. uh, and so he doesn't really do any public appearances what are some of the ways that you have devised to try to get his attention face to face yeah well um, we're hearing about when he's in town, so when he when he's visiting the district, we're trying to get a hold of his calendar in that way. Um, and um, within, you know, two weeks of when we launched this group, we visited his office um, here in our hometown, um, and we did it indivisible style. We. Mm-hmm. We tried to get an appointment. We couldn't get one. Um, and uh, so then we, we all just went to his office anyway. And we also let the media know that we were doing that. Right. Um, importantly, we had a specific uh, topic we wanted to talk about with him that day. And it was actually before he rubber stamped the repeal of the Affordable Care Act. Right. Um, but we, we really wanted to show that we wanted him to not repeal the ACA. Uh, and that was why we visited. And ironically, um, and I happened to be there on that visit that day, um, he called in sick. Uh, so, yeah. you know, he called in sick about his vote on the ACA. And uh, I don't think the irony of that was necessarily lost on the media. Um, and one of the things that a member of the group did, I'll just point this out because I thought it was really brilliant, was she brought a prop. And that was a bowl of unpopped popcorn kernels. And each one of those, there were 43,000, and it represented the 43,000, I believe I have the number right, of people who would lose coverage in our district if uh, the ACA were repealed. So lots of great imagination, I thought. Yes, 43,100. And actually, the bowl that they were in, it was really big. It was a It lot. was, yeah. It was a lot of popcorn there and it just kind of paints the picture of how many people are going to be impacted by his vote. Yeah, and it was a good visual for the media, and that is something that the, uh, well, the Indivisible Handbook doesn't really, it didn't say anything about bringing, uh, you know, props or things like that to illustrate your point, but they do make mention of do contact your media, make sure that people know that you're going to go and, and do this, because it's really, really important. If you go out and do it in a vacuum, you, you know, the, the, your district office might hear about it, but nobody else will. And so it doesn't have as much of an impact if, you know, say, like the news vans don't show up. Right. I, I can't tell you how excited I was. I mean, I'm the mm. one of the organizers of the event that day. I showed up 15 minutes before we were supposed to you know, be there. But when I showed up, the parking lot was full and a news van was there and there was a huge group of people. And this, you know, just on a personal note, doing this is helping me so much uh, because just trying to do something instead of worrying. 
Oh, Chris, I can't even, I cannot tell you how much I have gotten out of, you know, taking part uh, in the group. And I think a lot of people feel exactly the same way. You feel powerless when you see these things happening. And there are only so many, you know, Facebook, you know, threads that you can participate in or arguments that you can get into on social yeah. media. And eventually you're like, I got to go out and do something. So um, being able to channel a lot of that into the Indivisible group. I think is just so, so essential. Um, I want to ask about uh, consolidation because it is the stated aim of this podcast to basically reach out to as many of the districts throughout our state as possible and to really kind of give a voice to so many people um, that are doing this kind of grassroots work. Um, In our district, there are some overlaps, and um, I actually was watching uh, a uh, there was a meeting of the Washington 8th District Democrats that you were at that I was not at but I happened to be watching because somebody uh, was thankfully streaming it uh, from uh, on Facebook live um, and I kind of wanted to ask you about some of the challenges of getting you know a, a group like this together because I was struck when I was listening to the uh, the meeting but how many different opinions there are on how to proceed, even on a matter seemingly as simple as whether or not to change the name of the group that was holding the meeting. So, yeah. So as somebody who leads a group of people who uh, and let's just say that those of us on the left are kind of given to consider all voices and opinions. It's kind of in our nature. Um, how do you get to consensus? I mean, the, the, the you know, the, the euphemism about hurting cats seems very appropriate here. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm lucky. Uh, what I do for work is I manage programs in, in, a, in a technical field. And so that's, that's the skill that I felt like I could bring to this movement is hurting the cats. I do it <laughs> work. Um, and there are certain techniques. I mean, basically, you, you want to let everyone feel like they're heard. A lot of this is um, just coming together as a community and making sure we're all heard. Right. And then uh, then we drive to agreeing on the consensus, and you mentioned the overlapping of the groups, and it's true. Some groups are focused on one thing and, and other groups are focused on others. So, yeah, we, we are very clear now, I think, on what our focus is. And the people who want to be in our group, they're, they're sticking with us. And the people who want to focus on something else, Luckily, there are there is another group for them, you know, because right. groups are springing up everywhere. This grassroots thing is is messy, though. You're right. <laughs> well, so let's talk about where you landed on that, because um, there was talk about making an attempt to bring in people who are not traditionally Democrats or who don't really, you know, maybe identify as Democrats. Um, and right now is an interesting time because there are people from all across the political spectrum who are very much starting to turn away from the Trump yeah. administration and their tactics and the GOP Congress. Um, so what is your feeling where did you land on say independence or even uh, dare i say the stray republican who might yeah. join ranks in addition to democrats i'm glad you asked that here's the important thing that just dis- that distinguishes the indivisible movement and our group in particular i mean because i'm enforcing it uh the thing that distinguishes us between uh from the the tea party is that 
we are open and respectful and we don't spread lies, fake news, we don't attack people. And so if, if folks um, who ha are in you know, different political camps or leaning a different way want to join our movement to block Trump, absolutely. And in fact, I think that diversity uh, is helpful. And that's the second time I've heard it articulated like that. Um, those people who are listening to this podcast may have also been in on the uh, the move on and indivisible uh, conference call. There, there have been a couple of them now that have happened, and I believe the first one had over 20,000 people. And so I know that some people listening to this podcast will also have listened to that as well. Um, that is one way in which I think we really do, and I say we because I consider myself very much part of this, and that's the reason why I'm doing this podcast. We do try to set ourselves apart um, temperamentally and in terms of, of tactics and standing by our values of inclusion and of uh, of decency and kindness and 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 truth and sticking to facts. So yeah. it's it's nice to hear that articulated again, and I'm I'm glad to uh, I'm glad to have that on the record. So there you go. Uh, great. And and the other thing is, th this is an action oriented group. I think that uh, it might feel good for a second to you know disparage Trump and call him a name, or you know there's a lot of names floating around out there for him. <laughs> You've noticed too. Okay, yeah, I, I've, I think I have a running tally going on one of my Facebook groups. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's a different group. That's not our group. Right. Um, I belong maybe to another group that where that's you know that's it's just the way that people are coping. Um, but that's we're about being very uh, uh, inclusive, and I don't think that's helpful to drive action forward. So. We don't we don't uh, allow people to post disparaging comments or call call anyone names. Well, I, I very much appreciate that. Um, I also appreciate you putting the group together and for including me and my mother, uh, who is also listening. Hi, mom, uh, for including us and all of the people on 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 our uh, indivisible group. Thank you for for you know spearheading it, taking the time, putting the energy into it, and also hey, thank you for being the very first guest on the. Washington State Indivisible Podcast. I am so honored. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> so we will wrap things up with this week's call to action. Now, if you are like me, you probably have an inbox crammed full of calls to action plus about 90 tabs in your browser of articles about the latest unbelievable thing that just happened that you swear that you're going to read when you get the time. So for the first call to action for this show, I'm going to try and make it a little bit different uh, and make it something that you can actually do during the time it takes for me to read this call to action. Unless you're like me and you listen to your podcast at double speed, in which case all bets are off. And I also sound really weird right now. Anyway, this week's call to action is to program the numbers of your three members of Congress into your phone and put them in your favorite so they're easily accessible. Some of you have already done this, and to those of you who have, I tip my hat. And uh, if you know me personally, you will know that I am always wearing one. Uh, if you have read the Indivisible Handbook, oh, and that's another call to action, though. I figure if you made it this far on the show and you're a member of these groups, then you probably read most or all of it. Anyway, uh, if you have read it, you already know that uh, short of going to see your senator or representative in person, the most effective thing that you can do is to call, followed by an action. Actual 
letter that you send through the mail. Emails, online petitions, tweets, diminishing returns. They usually don't matter. Oh, and they recommend that you call the district office, not the D.C. office, mostly because I'm guessing that your home district is where your uh, member of Congress is more likely to run into you at, say, the local Fred Meyer or whatever. Here are the numbers for each of our senators' Seattle offices. Senator Patty Murray is 206-553-5545. Again, that is 206-553-5545. Senator Maria Cantwell is 206-220-6400. Again, 206-220-6400. To look up your representative, and again... Most of you are probably way ahead of me on this, but you can go to callmycongress.com. You go there, you enter in your zip code, you can find the district phone number of your representative and program that in. And all this is going to come in very handy because in the coming weeks, many of our calls to action on this podcast will literally be to call your senators and representatives. So having the numbers all set to go on your phone will be a big time saver. And that is it for this, the very first episode of the Washington State Indivisible podcast. I thank you very much for listening. And as I said earlier, I really do want to hear from you. Uh, I want your feedback, your thoughts, suggestions. Uh, if you would like to be on the show as a guest to talk about your group or your home district, all that good stuff, email me at WashingtonIndivisiblePod at gmail.com. One last time, WashingtonIndivisiblePod at gmail.com. The Washington State Indivisible Podcast is a production of Get Creative, Inc. Thank you again to my guest, Chris Petzold. And thanks again to all of you for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>